The views and opinions heard on PS You Got This are being expressed by the hosts and guests. Yet does not necessarily reflect everyone's thoughts, ideas, and opinions. Any content provided by our hosts and slash or guests are of their opinion and are not intended to offend any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual or anyone or anything. The content and discussion in this podcast will necessarily engage with topics, news, current events, and things we choose to talk about every week. If you feel offended or triggered by our opinions, let us know why and we can have a conversation. Thank you. Enjoy. Say you're sorry when you shoot someone. Say you're sorry when you step on someone's toe or you accidentally break their glasses or fart while they're eating it. You don't say you're sorry when you shoot someone. PS Universe. It is that time of the night. It is that time of the week. You got PSU got this right here with your boy JD Gashclay and the Reverend Fry Daddy. Now before we get started, you heard the disclaimer. We give it out every week. No problem, you know. If you're offended by what we got to say, you've been warned, you've been triggered, you know. Talk about why you've been warned because I got something to say, but mom, hold my peace until the end of the show. But for right now, JD and Gash Clay got some shit we got to talk about. Let's bring it on. What's going on, brothers? Well, I want to say something before Rob says something, if that's okay. Look, um, is that okay, Rob? You cool with that? Yeah, that's cool. Okay, cool. All right, so you all heard the disclaimer. I feel like I need to say something on my own. We keep it real around here. We bring the <laughs> news topics to you all weekly as it comes. We, I'm a Republican. Rob's a Democrat. And Rev's just an all-around guru guy type guy. He's cool. He does whatever. He's back for whatever. So that's how we play it around here. And if you're actually offended prior to the warning, then I'm sorry about your luck, but leave us a message. Let us know what's going on with you because one of us will be willing to talk to you if you have a problem with us. We're willing to rap with you. So, guys, right. let's just go ahead and go with it. Go ahead, Rob. All right. So, okay. So, my post I posted this morning, you know, I had a short conversation with my sister and it come, came to uh, Jake Blake. She kind of feels some type of way about it, you know, talking about she didn't want to hear the fact that he was not um, innocent because she was talking about Cal Rittenhouse. What about him? You know, I kind of said, um, you know, that ain't right either. But what well, led up to my post, you know, I didn't get mad per se. I just walked off and shrugged it off. But, like, I just thought I put it out there why I stand on um, Black Lives Matter, okay? Right, right. I'm not a Marxist. Never, never have been a Marxist, never will be. Okay. So, all right, both sides of the coin. Y'all want to scream Black Lives Matter, right? They you do. people out here saying, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Okay. Here's why I stand on that. Hey, it's Rob, on both Rob, sides. Rob mm-hmm. let, me, let me ask you a question real quick because I want you to continue. But now, everything that I'm seeing in the past few weeks about Black Lives Matter protests, it's all white folks protesting. But it is ahead. mostly. Yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Go ahead. But now, now, as I was saying, it starts on both sides of the coin. You know, you want the police to quit killing us, right? Okay. Right. So here's, my, here's, here's, here's what I have to say about that. You know, if anybody gets offended, you know, you feel free to come talk to me about it. All right. 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 We've got to stop killing each other. It's too many. <laughs> it's, too, it's too many people. Too many black lives that have been that have been killed <laughs> by our own kind. You know. Right. I'm tired of the gang rivalries. I'm tired of the whole East versus West type deal. I'm tired of you know you being in the wrong neighborhood and you getting shot. Yep. I'm also tired of it. 
I'm also tired of us being unequally treated and unequally sentenced. Whereas if I'm, whereas I mentioned in my post that you know I don't care if it's five years or fifty years, everybody deserves to get the same equality. Just like you know, if I say like if I get five years, you you should get five years too. If I get fifty years, you should get fifty years too. It shouldn't be just because you got a lot of money in your pocket or because you're a certain skin color that right. you know you get a more lenient sentence. I call well, that out too. But let me ask same, you, okay, hmm? let me ask you a question real quick. Now, now you talk about equal sentencing now. Now, so that also depend on guidelines. Like, say, a white person done committed five different crimes and is sitting in front of the judge. Now you got a black man on credit one crime. Should that white man deserve the same sentence as the black man, even though he was a queer criminal? Um, and it, well, sin, that, that's a different story. If you committed like several different crimes that warrants a longer <laughs> sentence, and know that white man shouldn't get the um, get the same sentence as that black man, you know, that, you should that get a longer should, sentence, right? Get more time. Should get so a longer it should sentence, be, but it should be looking at the crime itself or how or your history of criminal um, activity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'm just but, checking because, uh, you know, I always hear the statement. Go ahead. All I'm saying is this, you know, I want justice and equality for everybody all across the board. You know, I get, you know, sick and tired of, you know, unequal treatment and all of that. I call that out, too. And I also, you know, get sick and tired, you know, of. You know, us dying as a race. You know, how are we gonna how are we gonna reproduce and create more of us? You know what I mean? If we keep killing each other and if the police keep killing us, it ain't gonna help none. We gotta right. start coming together. You know, the police gotta start cleaning up their act. Right, right. Well, so that's all I have to say. And you call it hashtag stop the violence, right? Yes, yeah, stop the violence. Stop hashtag. the violence because it's talk on both sides. You know. Yeah. Hashtag stop the violence. Stop the violence. And it goes for police and it goes for us. It goes for anybody. I'm tired of the violence, you know. Um, uh, I want everything to be peaceful. What happened to the days where we used to fight it out and, you know, then go shake hands and grab a beer afterwards? I miss right. that day. You know what I mean? Right, right. Everybody's too quick to grab the gun. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris. that's what I was getting at. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to the Michael Jackson thing. I'm gonna go ahead and get this out the way because yeah, it bothers I've, you. Yeah, go ahead I, and talk. I've, I've held my tongue just a little bit too long. Now, put it in context now, so you got to tell okay. everybody that All there's right. a video All right. so, out now, right? Not to, yep, there's a video now, and it's made by Spot Lee. Michael Jackson's been dead for a number of years, right? Right. And I'm sure the proceeds are going to his family, whatever. This whole editing thing, I'm not looking into that. What I'm looking into is called They Don't Care About Us. And it was made in the 1994 to 1996 era of music, MTV, whatever, back then. Right. All right. So MJ came out with this statement. Basically, he was taking Martin Luther King's idea of being out there speaking to the public and stuff. He converted it into more music form. Right. He wasn't going to be silenced on some issues. When he said they don't care about us, he was talking about Bill Clinton. He was talking about Joe Biden. Yes, I'm being 100% real, child. Right. Because Joe Biden made the uh, 1994 criminal bill, crime, which crime Rob bill, right. can go ahead and elaborate if we need to elaborate further. And MJ came out in 1996 and made this song stating they don't care about us. And it showed people all over the world 
of different colors, different creeds, different races, different everything, showing how that they don't care about us, showing that, you know, there's a race war going on out there and it needs to end. All right. He was trying to end the race war with that particular world song, world viewing song. It was censored heavily back then because of, it showed him in the prison sent, prison area showing prisoners singing, they don't care about us, right? Right. He, they were everybody. I mean, he included the mother load across the board. And now, fast, fast forward 2020 on this subject. All right, since I've clarified. 2020, they've come out and made the video again. But it's the same video, right? They took that right. same video, spliced footage of now footage in there. And Black Lives Matter. They they have spliced Black Lives Matter in there. They did not mention Louisville in that video. They did not mention anything to do with the Breonna Taylor case or her families or whatever happened there, right? They didn't mention it. What they mentioned was the George Floyd thing. They mentioned it briefly. Then they showed people marching to Washington in the video as the video went on with this whole Black Lives Matter spiel. And then they showed Kenosha, which is where I'm going to get at. Kenosha. Right. Because we're going to dive deep into that one. Oh, no, we're not, because you're not even ready for that one yet. But go ahead. No, I've listened to 911 calls. I've listened yeah. to... Uh, go yeah, ahead. I've go watched ahead. a lot of this stuff. I'm going to so, dive deep into it. I've read uh, DJ, HJ... I'm, I'm uh, chomping at the bits wanting to dive into that. So go ahead with that. So the I've video seen. covers everything except for Rihanna Taylor. Mm-hmm. And... I don't think that was right. I think they should have added it in there. But Mr. Spike Lee failed to, you know, say one thing. Michael Jackson's meaning gets lost in this song, right? He wasn't trying to start a race war. He was trying to end one. Right. However, the Black Lives Matter are trying to start segregation, are trying to start a race war across the board. Right. They are trying to do that. So how can you promote that in this song when it loses all meaning? Uh, yes, Black Lives do matter. Every black life matters, not just some, yeah, not I a secular few. Earlier. Okay, not a secular earlier. few. There are black babies dying in the streets. There are yes. black men and women dying in the streets. There are gang yes. violence in the black communities. Chicago yes. is riddled with it. L.A. is riddled with it. Yes. New York's yes. riddled with yes. it. Michael Jackson was trying to end that. He was not trying to start it. And that song right there. The way they edited it all together made me sick to my stomach because he didn't care about the black communities. Spike Lee did not care about the black communities. All he mentioned was Black Lives Matter. Yeah, black power, this and that and the other. I get what you're saying, but the fact is, why don't you talk about the communities that are in trouble? Why don't you talk about the black baby that are dying every day? Why don't you talk yeah. about the babies Planned of parenthood. every race talking about? Yeah, the babies of every yeah, race talking about right, right. and Come dying every day. Okay, let's be, Why let's don't be all you talk about these here. things? Hang on, Rob. Hang on, video? hang on. I mean, it just drives me insane that Spike Lee would even think that if this was appropriate, right? And when I saw that on the Michael Jackson page that I follow, and Sony allowed this since they're kind of controlling the music, you know, his music archives, whatever, with the family. The fact that the family even allowed this to go on and cost their dad's original meaning with this new cut is wrong, dude. It's wrong. And, you know, the Black Lives Matter thing, if they're going to protest, they need to protest for the black babies that die. They need to protest the black families that lose their lives or loved ones every day. Yeah, don't just don't, you know, don't, just don't, don't say one thing and go with it. Hang on, hang on, Rob. Hang on, Rob. 
I mean, I'm done. It's just the fact is that I think that, you know, the message needs to be a lot more stronger than that. You need to preach that these gang violence, this violence, these gun violences, you know, all the violences need to end. You need to preach that, hey, these black babies are dying. And for what? Like, there was a five-year-old girl, right? These black guys lured her into an alleyway and shot her point-blank execution style. Black-on-black crime. Does anybody talk about that? No, they do not. I'm done. I threw the card on the table. I'm done. I may add, if I may add, don't just, you know, talk about the ones that are killed by the police. Talk about everything J.D. just said. Everything J.D. just said is what I was pushing in my post, and I said, stop the violence. Yeah, I said Black Lives Matter, but I also said stop the violence. Because it's got to stop on both sides. That goes for both sides of the coin. You just pretty much summed up everything that I was trying to talk about in my post, J.D., and I thank you for that. I highly yeah, admit It's not that. about your post, per se. It was more about Michael Jackson's meaning to that song. If you go listen to yeah, the original that song without that, that, without that it. cut in there, if you go listen to the original song without that cut in there, yeah, and listen to the undertones and the underlines of it, you'll understand that Michael Jackson was preaching was that, the end of a race war. preaching so my, my to end is, the race war, to end you know, black lives dying in the yeah. streets, in yeah. the white lives dying in the streets, in yeah. the Mexican lives dying in the street. Yes. He's preaching. He went all over the world in the whole video and covered everybody's dying, not just some. And right, you know, it's just, it blows my mind that Spike Lee would have the balls to go even edit that in there and be like, "This is okay." You know, we got new HD edit, but we're colluding Black Lives Matter that are fighting against the cops. And in one point in the video, this is. One particular thing that was one point just in the key video, it showed cops dancing in the street to the beat of the music in unity with everybody because they wanted peace, not war. And, you know, then it shows Black Lives Matter fighting against the cops. What is that trying to say here? It's sending mixed messages. Right. Am I right? Okay. I mean, you're right. You're right. So, yeah, that all, everything you just talked about with the whole Michael Jackson video. And then, with um what I what I posted earlier. That all kinda like you kinda like tied that in together and I kinda I, I like that. You know, I'm highly digging that, you know. If I, even though you're not here physically with me, I pat you on the shoulder, bro, for that. You well, know, I will be as soon as the riots and stuff and things clear up downtown. I'll 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 get to you. I planned right. on doing it this year but I didn't get a chance to because all this crap went down. But it's coming. Right. Okay. No, it's funny. I'm going to ask you all a question because it, it occurred to me that last Tuesday when we did our show, we recorded our show last night, Tuesday night, that afternoon they actually had riots in Louisville, and I didn't hear anything about that. No, until I, you until ain't going to hear about it. As long as it don't fit the narrative, you ain't going to hear about it. But it, it was actually where they were rioting downtown. Yeah, and then before that, they had tried to set the Hall of Justice on fire, which is right, our right. So I I mean, this happened right before we started recording, and like I didn't hear anything about that because, you know, of course, they don't feed the mainstream media narrative, so they're not going to report that stuff. But that was just amazing. I'm like, that's right there in Louisville. I'm like, well, we were just recording and talking, and there was riots going on, and we didn't even know it. You, 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 didn't, you didn't hear about the trash fire that they set in the middle of 6th Street? Yeah, I heard I about it. I heard, I heard about, about that, it yeah. the, at the day after. I mean, when I was um, putting the show out there and getting it all put together, you know, I'm watching, um, you know, my, my news media sources, and they talk about the riots in Louisville. And I'm like, when? And they're like, Tuesday afternoon. I'm like, no way, dude. We just did a show that after that night. And I'm like, didn't hear anything about that. 
Well, yeah, hey, you know, they said flash fires and all of that. You know, try to burn down the Hall of Justice. I've seen the whole footage and all of that. My local news media, my local, which is uh, tied to Fox News, WDRB, and showed the whole thing on there, you know. And, right. um, you know, I hate that I got censored out when that lady um, happened, um, named Kate, um, came and talked to me about the whole situation with um Jonah Ware, which by the way, speaking of Jonah Ware, I am now friends on Facebook with his mom. Good. And I've good, good I, I, good I've actually, you know, commented on a couple of her posts. And Rob, you know, I've been telling you news media is gonna slur, you know censor you, man. I I've been telling you that. Well you it's know, not so much narrative they're gonna censor you. But now it's not so much censoring because they let him speak, but they chose what the uh, the air is what it was. It's not censorship, it's it's selective um you know airing is what it is. They didn't well, say you can't say anything. They just they didn't speak, but they only showed what they wanted to show. That's you right. know, the, their narrative. Well, Reb, I want right. to ask you a question. All right. Since you've heard from me and Rob on this whole particular subject and where I tied in with the Michael Jackson thing, I want to know how you feel. I want not to hear yet. your spin on it. Not, not yet, sir. I'm saving everything I got to say for the last because I okay. want you to have I want you to have a lot of free range tonight because I've listened to what you said for the past couple of weeks. I, I listened to the playbacks, and you get frustrated when you don't get to hear your voice and everything, or get you know your opinion and everything. So I want you to say as much as you can before what I got to say because well, I mean I ain't been saying much about it other than I know no, no, but I, but I I feel bad because you know myself I get emotional. So I get there and start speaking and preaching. And I don't look at time. I don't look at space. I don't look at anybody around mm-hmm. me. My mind just opens up. My heart opens up. And then, and then my mouth opens up. Then it just goes from there. So, yeah, I want you to have as much free time as you can to talk about whatever you want before I got to say what I got to say. And I, I guarantee everybody right now that is listening, you're either going to shit your pants, call for my head, or whatever, but I, I got something to say. But like they I said, probably gonna they probably gonna call from my head after what I just said. Oh, oh you, you you think so? You think okay? We're gonna like I said, I'm gonna save my my thing for last because I want you to have because you got you got a lot of things you want to talk about. So let's get back on some other stuff. What else you got going on? All right. So what else I got going on? Well, I want to talk about the stimulus checks. See, I, I just looked it up, and there, there's nothing in it. There, there's still talking. There, there, there yeah. is. There's some things. There's some key points I just want to discuss. All right, so Republican side of things is want willing to budge on a uh, 1.3 trillion dollar thing versus where the Democrats are wanting 2.2 trillion, right? And that right there between the two sides, split down the middle, those two numbers that I just had brought out is big key points. That's what's stopping them from getting people help and get them second stimulus checks, and it's. You know, and the PPP money and all the other things. It's help. You know, it's stopping them, right? It's that because it's that nine billion dollar. It's right. that nine billion dollar wedge. Right, right. Now, it's a nine um, billion dollar wedge. Yeah. And so let me. Neither okay. side wants to budge. I'm going to bring up three three key points real quick. So, okay, on this whole second stimulus check. Okay, before everything, you know, they were talking. Everyone talks to do the second one now. So they. They went on recess. Now, here's the thing. So the entire, you know, cabinet, you know, Congress, whatever, House, Senate, you know, they went on recess, Republican and Democrats. Now, mm-hmm. that very weekend, Trump signed four executive orders. Now, the Democrats got pissed off because, you know, Trump called everybody out because the whole idea, you know, why they didn't find an agreement the first time before that weekend is because now this is I, I went looked it up myself. It ain't just Trump talking. I looked it up myself. And part of their proposal is to give funding. To the cities like, you know, um, Minnesota, 
Chicago, Portland, you know, to, to uh, rebuild these cities that they, the, the Democrat mayors and governors let burn down. Now, Trump's not, now it's not Trump's got to do with it. It's the Republicans on the left going, on the right going, we're not going to give them money to rebuild when they, they fail their citizens. They let their citizens die and burn and be destroyed. We're not going to give them money for that. So Pelosi got pissed off, right, mm-hmm. after the executive orders. Now she wants to call in, call Congress back in, not to help for the stimulus bill, but to promote the— Go for the post office, yeah. The po- and, of course, it turned out to be all bullshit. Ain't nobody talk about it no more because it turned out to be all bullshit. And everybody's like, oh, well, let's find something else, let's find something else to talk about. So she brought everybody back in, not to give the Americans money, but to, you know, call out the post office. So that's not cool. Now, here's oh. my third. Here, hold on. Here's my third point. So they're in talks again, and it's still on the same thing. The Democrats want to give money to the cities that they let that they fail their citizens. They let them burn. They let them destroy. They let them die. But they want to give money to those people. And the you know Democrats, Republicans, are like we don't want to do that. We want the money to go to the people, not to the right. not to the mayors, not to the governors, not to the cities they let get destroyed. They want to give the money to the people, but so that's what they're battling right now. Right. Well, the other thing, I talked to uh, one of the people that does my daily route to my house or whatever, the mail. Mm-hmm. And she told me, like, I had made a comment because they usually run about 11, 10, or 11 o'clock, right? Right. They usually run about that time and deliver the mail. That's usually their normal time around where I'm so close to the post office and where I'm in the city. All right. I asked her about that. I said, wow, you're all really running late today at 4 o'clock, you know, because it was almost 5 o'clock. Normally, they're done by then, you know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, she basically told me, she said, due to furlough, we've had to split cost of the route, and um, we're having to run much later now because, you know, because we don't have enough help anymore. And so basically, they were just, like, talking about furlough, which means, in layman's terms, which means... We don't have Pretty enough much. money to hire and, a bunch of people and, to get things done. And see, that's and there, there, there's a narrative is that the post office don't have any money, but it's been proven. They have $25 billion. They even stated they have enough money to carry themselves through to 2021. So they have $25 billion, but if, of course, you know, they don't have enough money. Oh, but they've even said, we've got money now. You know, we've got the money. But you know, but everybody's still going on the idea that oh, they they don't have money. Yeah, yeah, they do. So for the, for your post office to have put out statements like you know people being furloughed or sharing shifts, splitting shifts, whatever, I don't know why they're doing that because the post office has funding. I mean, so, this came right out my post oh, office. I, I, mouth, no, you know? I get and, and I get that. I I do get that. But yeah, I don't want anybody to be fooled by the left or the right. The post office does have twenty five billion dollars in their pocket right now to fund the postal service. So don't let, don't let anybody say it's a politician doing it. This is something else. Right. I just took the time to happen to ask her, you know, I was just like curious as I was checking my mail. I thought, well, I'll ask her a question. And, you know, we got in a conversation, a friendly conversation. And that's when she kind of told me, I was like, okay, cool, cool. Thank you for the information. Appreciate that. Right. You know, I was really nice about it and everything. So that's how you find out things. If you happen to be nice to people, it's working. Maybe you can find out a few things that they want to tell you, or if they just happen to bring it up in jest or whatever. So uh, I'm right. just curious. <clears throat> I need to, I need to ask my co-host and the PS Universe. Have you heard about what Iowa did? I've heard nothing. You want to fill me? Heard in? nothing. Wow! Really? Fifty-seven thousand votes have to be destroyed 
because the electoral officials in Iowa were sending out pre-filled in ballots to everybody with their name, driver license, social security number, birth dates, their political party, and all they got to do was sign it, sign it and send it back. They ain't got to fill in. So they pre-filled all the personal information for everybody. 57,000 right? 57, votes were pre-filled information already. Personal information. All you got to do is sign it. Did you say Iowa? Iowa, sir. Yes, I'll have to ask my aunt about that because I've got an uncle and aunt that lives up there. I'm going to have to ask him about it. Oh, I, 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 now I, I post these things on Facebook, but of course, you know, my, my, my things don't get looked at because I'm the crazy one. But yeah, go look it up. It's, it's 100% fact. Iowa, right. in two different districts, two different districts, okay, sent out pre-filled in ballots with people's personal information on there and the political party. All you got to do is sign it and send it back in. Right. Oh, dude. Uh, so, yeah, 57,000 ballots had to be destroyed. Now, people are, are encouraged to, you know, request your ballot the right way and do it the right way. You know, they're not saying you can't vote, you, you know, you lose your vote, whatever. But they still want people to vote, but they got to do it through proper channels. But, yeah, those electoral officials are under fucking serious hot water right now. Uh, yeah, I, I, bet, I can imagine so, yeah. I can imagine so. All right. But I do so, have something else I want to talk about. If oh, that's cool. I mean, if we got it. All right. I talked a little more about Kenosha in there in the group last night. I mentioned some things. Right. And I posted the 911 call of Jacob Blake. I did hear that. I heard that. Yeah, that's out there. I heard the clear too. version. The clear 100% version. I heard it. Right. And I saw the other coin of the video where it was the other side where he showed himself uh, wrestling with the cops. And the guy after that originally being posted after being tased, he after was being tased, first. yeah, yeah, and they wrestled him, right? And after that fact, the guy that posted the video of him shooting in the bullets in the back, right, should have never posted the thing because you know why? He heard himself. No, he heard himself say, "Hear the cops say, drop the knife, drop, drop the, knife. the knife, drop the knife." I heard it. I listened right. to it three, four times on headphones on full volume just to see if I could hear it. And right. I was trying to find right. clear enough video. And sure enough, the cops said, drop the knife, drop the knife. You know, they were t- And his mama was standing off screen yelling, Jake, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't you do it. And his girl, current girlfriend was yelling, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Put that knife down. Put that knife down. And he went in the driver's seat. And what now I presume is from the 911 call that I heard where he stole somebody's his ex-girlfriend's keys, right. I presume it was. Right. He didn't break up no fight. He stole no. keys from the girl. And uh, also on top of that, he had sexual assault charges on top of that. Well, now here's the thing. If I care to explain that. Well, now, the narrative also is he had sexual charges on a um, minor. That turned out to be bullshit. But he did have sexual assault charges on him because of uh, that girl, whatever. And yep. even her aunt came out and spoke up. And says right. the cop shot him seven times. I would have shot his ass fifty times. He, he raped my. He raped, now, her, now but her aunt. Her aunt came out and says he raped my niece. And those cops shot that guy back seven times. I would have shot him fifty times. So I was like, wow. So yeah, wow. like once again though, things like this happen. We need to wait for all the evidence to come out, all the facts, all yep. all the things to come out, everything to come yep. out. You know. And okay. so far it is trembling little I've been holding this in for a while. If I may say something, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, oh, um, with the whole Breonna Taylor case, to me, I feel like she's innocent, you know, if only if 
um, Demarcus Glover's uh, statements turned out to be true, and that you know they shouldn't have been there at her house, and that he should have been the one that they that they were looking for because you know it was all him, and that you know he was saying that whatever was in that package, there wasn't no drugs in that package. No, that's what they all say. Yeah, I can say the same thing. No, but here's my thing. Here's my thing on it. I don't think the cops should have used that much fire force. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a given. Yeah, I that's don't a think given so right there. But I mean, for her being innocent, you can't play ignorance in the eye of the law. You know, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know. Now you dated a drug dealer, you broke up with a drug dealer, and now you dating somebody else who hangs out with the same drug dealer, and you getting packages sent to your house, and the drug dealer is actually using your address and phone number for communications. Gee, yeah, the cops are going to look at that as, sus- as, as suspicious. You know, bottom line. Yeah, you know, that's what they're going to do. But also, same time, same token. Um, who's to no? Who's to say what was in those packages? You know, whether it was shoes or clothes. And also, it also came out as this that she was holding fourteen thousand dollars for him. Oh, and, I didn't and, know that. Yeah. And what about I the dead body in the trunk from a couple? I still want to know about ago. the dead body in the trunk that nobody knew about. Two thousand and sixteen. He borrowed her car. And the cops found a dead body in the trunk, but nobody knows what the fuck, how, who it was. Yep. Really? Really? Okay. It right. just went up under so, the radar, yeah. Right. My thing, my, here's, my, here's, my, here's my thing on that. How is she going to know that he could have possibly killed somebody and stuffed that body in the trunk? Or, right, that's, you what know, I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. You know? I'm, I'm blaming, I'm blaming um, the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend, and whoever's involved in putting her in that situation. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, blaming the cops for I'm blaming the cops for using excessive force. You know, right, it's all those bullets. But yeah, somebody got to be at fault. Yeah, I'm blaming the people that put her in that situation. Now, yeah. I'm also thinking, you know, like I said, in order to be, you know, a person, you got to make good, you know, rational decisions. If you know that your boyfriend is a drug dealer, you're going to get caught up in that shit, regardless. You know. Yeah. Well, I can't say that yeah. she was innocent, innocent, innocent. You know, but I don't think she deserved to die the way you know the cops did their right. things. But right. yeah. No. No. She didn't deserve to die that way. No. I think the cops should be held accountable, and I think the guys, yeah. any guy that was involved in her life, should be held accountable also. Yep. I was gonna say, yep. you know, I agree. We, you know, putting herself in a situation. When a woman, you know, dealing with that kind of stuff, she's asking for a lot of stuff to happen. You know. Right. That's she's what I'm saying. Because of the fact of when you're when you're out here dealing in drugs, you got to make sure not only that the people that you're dealing the drugs to is paying you right. You got to make sure that um you got to make sure that you know you got the right amount of product, whatever you're selling, be it coke, dope, crack, smack, weed, whatever. You know what I mean? Right. You know, got to make sure all of that's um all the way Gucci. You know. Right. Right. I, right. I, you know, and don't sell fake drugs. Oh, you oh, you get fucked up for real then. I know this. A certain person in my family happens, you know, to you know, sell a little weed. I will not mention who he is. No, don't do that. You know, don't do that. But, no, don't be out. Certain person, out. You know, deals deals with a lot of that because you know he you know has his customers that he has to deal with. And he has to make sure that he has his money right. Make sure that he has enough, you know, product to um, dish out. When it comes to, you know, selling his stuff. You know what I mean? You know, also another another rule, you know, when you're dealing with that, don't get high off your own supply. Yeah. That's the number one. That is the number one rule. Never get high off your own supply. Right on. You know. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's crazy in this world, though. But the Jacob Blake thing, I think the people that should that are riding down there in Kenosha and tearing up Jack, they should have waited till the 911 call come out. They should have waited till these other facts were presented before they did these things. Am I right, right or right? wrong? Right. Am I right? Right. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's, the, that's the way it should be at all times. The whole thing with George right. Floyd, it should have, it should have waited till all the evidence was out. But the and guy, it, the kid that go, shot Taylor, that rightfully, and then with Breonna Taylor, they're rightfully so doing what they need to do. You know, I'm guessing no fact, you know, had every right to be here because it's coming out more and more that Breonna Taylor was innocent. Well, now, no fact shows up where they ain't wanted. But now, there's no facts going to go after the boyfriend and the ex-boyfriend and the drug dealers because they are they should be held accountable also. They put her yep. in that situation. Yep. They put her life in that situation. Yep, they sure did. You know, they they put her they put her at risk of having her house raided, right? And having her door kicked in, and not only that, they um put her at risk of you know. Being just shot by risk. the police, which just at risk, risk in general. Uh-huh. Even if the, even if there were no bullets involved, they put her at risk of going to jail. You know, ruining yeah, her job, jail. taking away her yeah, life. Yeah, they put her at risk of jail because then you know they you know she could have been an accomplice in that. Which matter of fact, it also well, did. I may drop this. She was an accomplice. Drop this bomb. But I'm if saying I, if I go ahead, I, if I may drop this bomb, last month, July 13th. Jamarcus Glover was gonna uh, well, well decline, decline to uh, take a plea deal, yeah, you know, to implicate um, to implicate not just Breonna Taylor but a couple of other people like Demarius Williams and a couple of other people. And I will yep. say this: I, I will give him credit because that's that's a true um, criminal because he ain't gonna censor nobody because he know where it's gonna get him. You know, right. I mean, well, I, hey, I will give him credit on that for being. I mean, he's a knucklehead. But he's he's following the code, you know. Right, snitches right. get stitches. I mean, bottom right. line. So he knows if he was to turn on Breonna Taylor and the other people, he ain't gonna make it out of prison. Deal yeah, or no but, deal, he ain't gonna make it out of prison. Nah, but I will say one thing though. That kid that went down to the I hate yeah. to bring up, I hate, keep bringing up Kenosha again, right? Oh, go ahead, keep bringing it up. But the kid down there that went and shot those people. What'd you call his name, uh, Rob? I can't think of it now. I don't even know what I'm thinking there. His name is Kyle Rittenhouse. Say his name. Okay. Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse. Right. Yes. I couldn't think of his name. Sorry. It slipped my mind there. Well, Kyle Rittenhouse, he had that ride or die mentality. When he crossed that line and went over there and got no, the gun given to him. No, he didn't have no ride or die mentality. Uh, he he went it. over there to go fight. Yeah, he had that no, ride or die go, mentality. He didn't go over there to go fight. He went over there to join the people, the back, the back to blue. The other people that were there helping protect the businesses, the other citizens, and he was even there to help, you know, in case someone needed medical treatment. He was no ride or die. He was no militia. He was no anarchist. He was no fucking white supremacist. He was none of that bullshit. But go ahead. No, I ain't saying he was, but I'm just saying. You just like, did. You just did. I'm just saying, like, he was ready, you know, to kill or be killed. No, he was not. He was not ready to kill or be killed. He was not. Stop. Stop the bullshit. Stop what the bull crap. That One kid was not there to kill anybody. That kid right. got attacked by somebody with a skateboard and with a gun. The guy with the gun even I said. I saw the motel. The guy, the guy, no, the news, the guy had admitted, I was going to shoot this motherfucker. He was going to shoot him. He was going to kill Kyle. While he was on the ground, was going to shoot and kill him. He said that. 
He told everybody I was going to shoot him. Right. That right. king's not there to cause havoc or mayhem or destruction. He was there to help and protect. And if somebody needed help, he was going to help them. He ended up being attacked by these rioters, these looters, these fucking criminals. He was there to do that. And you can't prove me wrong. Because I'm not I trying to prove you wrong. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking to everybody in the fucking PS universe. You cannot prove me wrong that he was there on, on, on malicious intent. Cannot. Cannot. But go ahead. I did see a video where he was handing a fire extinguisher to somebody I'm that needed help. I did say, I'm just saying I did see that, though. Facts. Actual facts. I want to hear actual facts. You know? Actual facts? Yeah. The whole Kenosha thing is just chaotic, period. That's oh, yeah. actual facts. The whole world is chaotic, especially in America right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but, man. But, um, no, keep going. I want you all to talk about it. I'm get, I'm getting my I'm getting my my mojo up. So I want y'all to keep talking about what y'all got to talk about because I got something to say. I'm done and, as far as that goes. I don't know about Rob, but I'm done. You got other topics. You got I, other things to talk about. No, I, I'm, um, I got I everything. Think, I'm, I got everything I need to say out. I got I got everything I needed to. Uh, I got everything I needed to say out. Other than you know talking about Breonna Taylor, you know saying she's innocent and um, all of that, and um, bringing up the whole you know case with. Um, don't know where it is. I don't think it's right. By the way, I do have one more thing to say. I hope that this case does not go cold, and I hope that they find the people or person that did this to this guy. That's the fact of, you know, I ain't, my heart ain't gonna never, my heart ain't gonna be right, my mind ain't gonna be right, and it ain't gonna sit well with me. I know it's definitely not sitting well with his mama. You know, right. she may not show it, but it don't sit well with her that, her, that his uh, killers are still Lose. I want closure for the Ware family. You know, right. As right, a right. That's, all I, that's all I have to say. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, yeah, they should get closure for sure. So what about Bill and Ted 3? I enjoyed it. I, 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 I thought what it was. It was. I, mean, I, won't, I won't watch it again. It was fun to watch. You know, I probably won't watch it again, but it was fun to watch. Um, the one thing I enjoyed about the entire movie, and people think I'm, I'm nuts when I say this, but Dennis the robot, man. Seriously, that was my dude. Yeah, I love he's that like, motherfucker. He's Dennis like, was awesome. He's like, I'm Dennis. Uh, I just had to, you know, say my I name. I'm Dennis, awesome. and I, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. But they had, I mean, they had a lot of good things. I wish they could have done more with um George Carlin. But I'm glad because that's one thing I was looking forward to. But I wish they could have done more with that. And I like the idea, you know, he had his daughter and everything, and then you know, Bill and Ted got their daughters. I mean. Um, Deacon, Mary, and Missy. Oh, my damn. That, that was funny. That was funny. Yep. And the fact is, you know, that, uh, you know, the fact that George Carlin was even mentioned and they did a little thing to him, for him, I, I thought that was awesome. They should have done more, though. They should have did it a little bit more. But that, but the funny thing about that George Floor, uh, George uh, Carlin thing, <laughs> that was, that was not his actual voice, by the way. I thought it was, I thought it was, um, uh, no, no. Nope, I thought it was pre-recorded from one of the other movies. I, no, I, they had a voice actor. They had some a sound okay. like play well, up in there. Done more then. They could have done more of that. Just say, you know, but I'm glad they did that. But um, like I said, my takeaway on that was the George Carlin, Deacon, Mary, Missy, and Dennis the Robot. That was like my favorite shits. Yeah, you know? yeah. The whole gag with Missy running around. Yeah, that was funny. Here's what's even more funny. Rob's never seen the Bill and Ted series. Oh, okay. Watch the cartoons. Yeah, also. I have to go back and watch the first two, and then I then I'll oh, be dude, able to watch Oh, dude, there's more three. than just that. There's cartoon and there's, there's cartoon. Uh, 
there's also a live action television short lived television show. Right. There's yeah, I'm gonna have to yeah. go um, look into a lot of that, and then I can go watch Bill and Ted Three and give like you said, my and, uh, and there's the NES game also. Yeah, there, it's fun to watch, but I think, um, one thing I told my lady I said when we were watching this, that I, I felt kind of let down because Keanu Reeves has been doing so many action movies over the past, you know, 20, 30 years. I mean, he's lost step with comedy, you know? He, it's like he was trying to force that comedy. Now, in the first two, he was a straight dumbass because that was his natural instinct, to be a dumbass. But he has, you know, gained acting skills over the years. He forgot how to be a dumbass. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, it was there, but yeah, but it was still fun to watch. It was still fun to watch. Well, also, one other thing about Keanu. Yeah. This is maybe me, but, um, you know, I felt like his voice was a little bit forced. He wasn't That's natural as he once was. No, because he's been doing so many action movies, so that, you know, that gravelly voice. I mean, The Matrix, John Wick, you know, then you got the, um, the, the, the dramas like um, The Lake House, you know, um, September something. I forgot what the hell it was. But, I mean, he's been doing so many things over the past, you know, since, you know, Bill and Ted. That he's, you know, got a certain voice now. You know, it's like a certain mannerism. And he, he was I, like, I, I didn't see the dumbass in him, you know, but that's why I wanted right, to see right. the dumbass again. Yeah, he was he like, he forgot how to be a dumbass. Right. Yeah, he was like, uh, Bill, he's like, Bill, uh, I'm tired, man. You know, it's, it's just come out like that. And it's like, right, right. It, yeah, yeah. One other thing I got to talk about in this, and I know Rob's being spoiled right now. I'm sorry, Rob. I apologize. Yeah, but, good. But uh, what did you think, Rev, since you watch this now, what did you think of Bill and Ted fighting with themselves on different oh, yeah. universes? That was funny as heck, dude. I think the, I think the best one was um, the prison, though. The prison bodies kind of bothered me. They're, like, <laughs> too big. It was like blue. I know, I know. But it's, but that, I was that, like, that's just it was a little like bit messed up for fun. me. Yeah, like I said, the movie was fun, you know. How um, could you not laugh at the first Bill and Ted, like the first instance they went in 2022 and come to the people that was singing at this open mic night, singing right, that song. Right, right, right. And, and they come out, Bill, Ted's in leather jacket and all drunk, and he's like, you're a dick we Bill and Ted. You know, you, you cost us our man. I right. was like, really? I was like, really? They were sitting there fighting with each other. That was funny. And then they stole a whole house. But I will I give I will give credit. I mean, I mean, it was a good story. It was a good oh, plot, gosh. you know. But a lot of acting, you know, went out the window, you know. But it was but a it, good was movie. it was touching seeing them as like older men, like at right, the end, right. you know. It was just yeah, touching. That, did you watch the in the credits? Yeah, I watched the credits. That was cool. Yeah, that was. That was hey, I got something to do. Oh, <laughs> I got to sit down. I got to sit down. Right. Yeah, I got I got one more thing I want to talk about real quick before I just now saw it. I just now come across of it just like five minutes ago. <clears throat> While we were sitting there talking about Bill and Ted, I was scrolling through my newsfeed here. The U.S. House of Representatives to vote in September to legalize marijuana on a federal level. Yeah, and I just ran across that same post, too. I just ran across that same post, too. So and I think that's great you news. You all wanted that, so there you go. If it gets well, voted. That is great news right there. Yeah, we'll get see what that, that is some good stuff. Good stuff. I'm not, yeah, man, I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah, I'll have to get you some Bob Marley CDs and send them up. No, yeah, that's why you got you got YouTube, <laughs> man. It's all over the place. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, boy. The thing they start selling it, weed it, it fired up. Oh. Come along and take a hit from the bomb. 
Oh, take, take a hit every time oh, he hollers oh, Buffalo you Soldier. Yeah. No, no, no. You got to sing the good song. <laughs> take it, take it, fired up. Come along and take a hit from the bong. <laughs> right. Right. What about this one? Hey, hey, oh, what about on, this hold tune? On. Hold on, hold on. Because I was thinking about this um, when, I, um, when you just said that. And I'm like, if they do finally drop that stamp on there, I'm going to celebrate just like Sublime says. I'm going to smoke two joints in the morning and smoke two joints at night. I'm going to smoke two joints in the afternoon and everything will be all right. Hey, Brev. And I'll smoke two joints it- just to smoke two more. I'm going to celebrate that way. Brev. Go ahead. What about this jaunty tune? What about this one? Smoke on the water. Yeah, but ain't got nothing to do That ain't really a weed song. Well, it could be. No, but it's not, though. It, it was Dude, actually, I watched The Simpsons, and Homer Simpson was getting high. I, I understand that, but it's an anti-war on the song. Water. But it's an anti-war song. But he turned it into a weed song. Uh, it, and someone turned a Michael Jackson song into a protest song. True. You see what I'm saying? Fair. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, smoking the water is an anti-war song. It's not about marijuana. But the marijuana. fact that you know it's I, funny I, that I, Homer said the fact in that song he he made his own lyric up. He said, "I am hungry for a candy bar. I think I'll eat a mound." While he was hot, cracked me up. Right. It's right. funny stuff, man. It's just, Simpsons are timeless. There's a lot of more good marijuana songs out <laughs> there. Right. Me. Right. Right. Ninety-six degrees in the shade. Ninety-six degrees in the shade. Seriously, you can listen to any Bob Dylan song while you're high. No, no, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. It's actually better. And I found this out because I I, I proved it to myself. Because I listened to Bob Dylan when I was drunk, stoned, on psychedelics. I mean, all kind of chemicals and naturals and everything like that. But I can understand Bob feeling when I'm sober. Go figure. Go figure. Yeah, but he's all the time like, duh, 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 duh. That's what you I'm know, saying, he, but 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 how do you understand him sober? I it's think, the same thing. You know, okay. I've never been high, but I would think you would be able to understand him more better, uh, high, more of a clarity I, I, sense. Like, that's what I try to explain to people is like, okay, since my brain is, um, you know, I have my mental afflictions. I think since my brain is so out of touch with everybody's consciousness that my brain hears things differently, which I know they do. And I, and I can understand things better when I'm sober. Uh, but now when I get on my chemicals and my naturals and everything like that, things just get a little bit, you know, skewed. And I hear different, uh, what I want to hear. Like, um, uh, there's a band called Suicidal Tendencies. And I remember listening when I was growing up, I'd listen to them nowadays. And one of my favorite songs is, How Can I Laugh Tomorrow If I Can't Even Smile Today? Now, if you listen to that song, you can't hear a word he's saying, but I can. I can understand what the hell he's saying. And it's so fast and so loud. I'm like, yeah, I know what he's saying. I, I get that. <laughs> so it's like Bob Dylan the same way. If I listen to Bob Dylan sober, I can hear exactly what he's saying. But now if I get stoned or drunk or drop a tab or whatever, I like, I'm, right along, I'm right along with Bob Dylan. Hey, Johnny's in the basement working on the medicine. I'm on the pavement running from the government. I mean, I don't know what the fuck did he say. <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right, right. But, but when I, when he's sober though, I can I can hear it. I can hear it. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. So you you ready, Rev? You ready to um, you ready to get started? What else y'all got? What else y'all got? I well, I ain't got it, much of nothing. Let's, let's put it this way. I'm fixing to say what I gotta say. Okay, and I'm gonna act respectfully. 
no interruptions, no fart noises, no eating bags of chips, no anything like that, because this is an emotional topic for me. Very, very emotional. And I will say something at the end. Then if you think of anything else, we can go from there. Is okay. that fair? Yeah, fair enough. All right. You already heard me a little bit, J.D. I, I'm not trying to apologize, but I'm trying to let you know I am I, so I sick. I don't want you to apologize. Right, you were being my, real with me, and I don't want here, you to Here's apologize. my thing. Here's my thing. I am so sick of people that I know that I consider family, friends, loved ones, associates, even strangers, pointing out all these false narratives over the past year. And, and it, 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 it blew me up the other night because I got a friend of mine that all she did for, you know, years is promote um, empathy. She, uh, she's a light worker. You know, she's all about peace and love and, you know, harmony and this. And she's um, posting these things about, you know, all the negatives about Kyle Rittenhouse. And I, I got so disgusted with her. And I said, I said, I love you. You know, I love you. I said, you're one of my sisters, man, but you, you, you're breaking my heart. And it, and it is. I think everybody's breaking my heart to the point where I had to finally say something. And I, I you think that people are going to call for your head? And I'm, I'm going to give a double disclaimer. I'm letting everybody know right now, my two coasts and the PS universe, what I'm about to say, you might not agree with, but I got something to say. All right. Anybody, anybody in this motherfucking world out there looting, rioting, Destroying shit. Killing motherfuckers. You know what you are? You're a fucking criminal. You know how you stop a criminal? You put a criminal in fucking jail. And if you can't go to jail, the grave is the next best option. And you know why I say that? People cannot relate to people unless they know the situation. I myself was a fucking criminal. A fucking knucklehead. I did. That was me. If you go back to 1985, that was fucking me. I destroyed. I took things away from people and did it for my own malicious attempt. You cannot stop a criminal with peace and love. You got to take action. Now, my girlfriend, part of her point, she was, well, I just round everybody up and, you know, send them somewhere else. Well, that's a good option, too. But in my mentality, because I'm, I'm starting to believe, and I, and I don't want to believe this. I, I really don't want to believe this. But I've heard um, some psychologists talk about PTSD, you know, about war veterans. Then they talk about PTSD from people that have been in prison, institutionalized, people that have been in certain um, trauma patients. Um, rape victims, you know, they have all these recalls and it fucks their minds up. I'm watching all these riots. Out, and I'm not talking about peaceful protesters. I'm talking about the riots, the, the bombings, the fires, the murders. And I and it's triggering me from when I grew up. I grew up that way. I grew up in a war zone that way. But we didn't fight the police. We were fighting each other. Like you say, stop the violence. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. If that would have been me. And Kyle Rittenhouse's shoes, I would have shot everybody in fucking front of me. Because everybody in front of me was a fucking criminal. I would have shot every one of them without hesitation. Now, I am not going to go out there and look for trouble. I'm not going to go out there and start trouble. I'm not going to go out there. And I said this. I said, if you are out there riding, looting, and destroying shit, you are a fucking criminal. And anybody who's supporting fucking criminals, y'all need to get out on the fucking front line and see how it feels. See the fuck how it feels to have a fucking gun pointed at your fucking eyeball and you got to choose between your life and theirs. Tell me that. I've been there. I've fucking been there. I had a shotgun in my fucking eyeball. In my fucking eyeball from a rival gangbanger. And I never knew if that would have been my last fucking breath. But I was there. I've been on the other side of that fucking gun. If I would have if I would have had a gun, I would have tried to take him out. That's the way my life was. That's the way I was fucking raised. Now, I've... 
changed my life over the past 30 years to become a better person, to not be a fucking knucklehead, to at least, you know, try to follow the fucking rules, right? So, and everybody's demonizing this kid. Oh, he's a white supremacist. He's an anarchist. He's a militia. He's this, not. He the fuck he is not. He defended himself. I've seen all what these What did you say videos. he's a hero? No. Okay, no, not hero. He was a scared person that was being attacked and defended himself. I don't... <laughs> <clears throat> not calling him a hero. What I'm calling him is he was scared and defended himself. But now he had restraint. He only shot three people. What a fucking AR-15. You, If I had an AR-15, everybody would have fucking got shot. Everybody. Because you had put my life in danger. Fuck you. And I state this, I said the other day. If you want to celebrate and promote and and make these fucking protests, or these, oh, I'm sorry, not protests, rioters and looters and, and criminals you want to make them fucking heroes get out on the front line and see how the fuck it feels to be behind a fucking gun pointed to your motherfucking head but until then don't sit behind your fucking keyboards and demonize this fucking kid if you ain't out there battling along with your fucking criminal friends stop saying that you know you, you know what the fuck's going on stop posting these things now here's the thing also and people says well, why don't you go out there and protest because I don't fucking need to protest because I am not fucking triggered by stupid shit like this. I wait for evidence. I wait for facts because you know why? Because I was a fucking criminal. Because I want to know how the fucking law works. You know how I got out of criminal charges when I was in prison? I studied the fucking law. So I'd find loopholes. But no. So, now, once again, I have this theory in my fucking head, and, and it's a very strong theory. We need to send in every fucking military, every police, anybody with a fucking badge and a gun and round up all the, the criminals. All of them. Put them in jail. If they don't want to go to jail, put a fucking two in their head. That's just my personal feelings. Now, I do agree that we can round them up and put them somewhere else. I Okay, I can accept that one. But in my mental state is because they're bringing up the shit that I had when I was a kid. Okay, people say, oh, how can you be a criminal and still support the police? Let me tell you why. Because I was one of those fucking knuckleheads. If the police didn't stop me, who the, who knows who I would have fucking hurt or killed or, you know, done wrong to. So they stopped me from doing my bullshit. Now, it took me to be in prison to realize that I was the fuck up. I was the problem. I was the one doing wrong. I hold myself accountable. I don't blame the police. I don't blame my friends. I had, like I said, I had a friend of mine that didn't do anything to nobody. He was, a, and I ain't trying to call innocent victim. He didn't party. He didn't do drugs. He was a fucking drummer in a band. And he was just like, just a peaceful, like hippie dude. The cops tied him up, set him on fire in a fucking abandoned building. Then they called it suicide. Yeah, I screamed. I screamed about the, the police injustice. I screamed that shit, but we, had, we couldn't prove those things. But still, I still say we need the fucking police to stop the criminals because criminals will not stop unless we stop them. Bottom fucking line. And anybody mm -hmm. that wants to celebrate these fucking these rioters and looters, fuck you. Fuck you, bottom line. Now, I got something else to say. And these crickets are killing me. Crickets are killing me. I got a strong Sorry. standpoint on crime and justice because myself, I still am a criminal. Until they legalize marijuana, I still am a criminal because I smoke marijuana, I possess marijuana. Now, if the cops were to come to my house and take me to jail for having marijuana, I cannot blame them because I chose to go buy that marijuana, to smoke that marijuana. It's not their fault. If the cops were to come to my house and shoot me because I did something stupid, it is not their fault. Now, I'm not saying the cops are perfect. There are a lot of cops out there doing dirty. A lot of them doing dirty. 
We need to figure out who these mm-hmm. motherfuckers are. And it's it's real. It's real, dude. I promise you, it is this simple. You take each state, each state, and take all their cops and everything like. You send them to a therapist for two fucking months, and I guarantee you, within the first 15 days, you can tell who the wrong ones are. And the sociopaths, mm-hmm. when they try to hide their emotions, try to separate their emotions, they're easy to figure out. I, I know psychology. I know how the shit works. So they can pinpoint who is wrong. You know, all you got to do is psych evaluations on all these police officers, and you'll find out who has the mentality to do fucked up shit. Now, on the same thing, I heard this cop um, gave this statement, and I, I never thought about this. In their training, they are not trained to shoot in the hand, the arm, the shoulder, or the leg because you might miss that part because it's so small and hurt somebody else. So they are trained to hit center mass. That is their job. But now, at the time when you are firing your gun, your brain goes into a different um, scenario, fight or flight. So they have even had, they've had many of police officers over the past, I don't know how many fucking years, have testified to this with, you know, counseling and all that shit that they in their mind they only shot twice <coughs> and they and they end up shooting 10 times because their brain is not working all they know is in their mind they only shot twice so when that guy shot jacob in the back seven times his mind might not have been in the right place he might have thought only i only shot once but the muscle memory and everything else takes over you know so yeah should he be a muscle hell of reflex animal? yeah so he should be held accountable. I think it is. But do, is it unjustified? No, because the guy had a fucking knife. He was there on, um, you know, not supposed to be there. I mean, I mean, all these things pile up on here. So he's not an innocent, innocent victim. But yeah, we have many, many, many innocent victims all over this world, especially in America. And it comes by the hands of law enforcement. But at the same time, we're killing cops now because we're angry at police. But instead of trying to fix it the way we're supposed to, you get people like me who are angry and who are ready to kill all these fucking criminals. My own people, my own, my own brethren. You know, but at the same time, I don't want them to die, but I just want this shit to stop, man. And the only I know a way to stop somebody is take them out. But if we can just round up, if we can just send in whoever, collect anybody, anybody who wants to ride and loot and, and cause destruction, round them up, put them in jail. It, it's that fucking simple. I, I promise you it is. I promise yep. you it is. Now, Here's my last. Here's my last statement. Right, you know everything else. Um, after saying all that, and and I'm 48 years old now. I got people right now who are mad at me, who are angry at me, who hate me because of the way I think. But I, I and I say this from the bottom of my motherfucking heart. The same reasons you hate me right now and are angry at me is the same reasons you fell in love with me. Because I spoke out, I talked up, I changed things. You know, I, I questioned everything. I'm doing the exact same thing I've been doing all my fucking life. So you're mad at me now for the same reason you fell in love with me. And I, and I, I love everybody, but I hate everybody at the same time. But you know, you know what it comes down to is my own self-worth. Okay, I feel I'm not worthy enough to preach these things because I don't have enough say-so in all politics. I just got into politics over the past two years. You know, I never really gave a fuck. I wanted to stay out of the bullshit. People drug me in. But then I started studying all of it, all of it, not just the Democrats or the Republicans. I'm studying, you know, what the fuck is communism got to do with Democrats? Oh, what the hell? So I'm looking at this stuff. I'm looking at what's racism got to do with the, the Democrats, uh, the Republicans. So I'm looking all this stuff up and I'm like, I'm learning more and more stuff nowadays because I'm not listening to the bullshit. So you hate me 
for not being um, group mentality, mom mentality. You, you hate me because I'm jumping on the bandwagons or I'm following trends. You hate me. But that was the same reason why you love me, though, because I didn't do those things because I was the fucking outcast before it was cool. Now, there was many outcasts out there. But, yeah, so my piece is I'm going to say what the fuck I got to say. You want to get mad at me, let me know why. We can have a conversation. I, I get emotional. I will yell and scream, you know, in front of this microphone. But if we have a conversation, I guarantee you, I will treat you with decency, common respect. Because that's how I want people to communicate. But when I'm talking out of my own head, I'm going to say whatever I want to say. Like I said, my name is the Raven Pride Daddy. But don't get it twisted. I drop F-bombs like pennies on prom night. And we kept, mm-hmm. you know, we kept quiet while you was doing and your I game out of that. respect. I appreciate that. Well, but, now I want to say something if they, you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. All right. I want to say rest in peace to uh, Chad. I can't think of his last name. Uh, Chad with played black. Play. Yeah, yeah, the dude that played Black Panther. Rest in peace, man. Uh, he died from colon cancer. So, you know, yeah, I just have to four throw it out there. Four years. He didn't tell nobody. And, man, he done a good job in Black Panther. And, you know, he was the perfect actor for it, I thought. And now he's gone. Are they going to replace that character, or are they just going to simply write off Black Panther? I mean, right? How do you uh, handle that? They replace, they, replace, replace the actor. Jordan. Replace the actor. That's what they're going to do. What's they, they replace it with Michael B. Jordan? Well, no, now, how he, would, how would that he work? Because he was the villain. How would right. that work? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna sit there yeah, and tell yeah, me yeah, suddenly, go suddenly he gonna go for from. Uh, being the villain to being the hero, you know, no, I, I think after that, I his mean, character died. Which, I mean, well, you got to think also the Avenger series is pretty much over with now. They're gonna start up the Phase Five with everything else. But if they ever do bring back Panther, all they're really gonna do is put a dude in a suit and have the mask on. They really ain't gotta, you know, take the mask off so they can run with that idea. But they're gonna just replace actors. That's all they're gonna do because it's still what the, everybody got to understand is. It's the Black Panther character, not the actor himself. But, yeah, it's sad that the actor lost in life. But if you want to look at the aspect of what the actor was, it's like, okay, now Tony Stark is dead. So there's no more Iron Man. No, they're going to bring a new Iron Man in. You know, Captain America's dead. They're going to bring a new Captain America in. All you got to do is change the actor, but keep that character alive. You know, that's what it's going right, to come down right. to. Oh, and, uh, hang, hang on, hang on. And I did have that one more piece, and I just remembered what it was. Um, Go ahead. Um, People talk about, you know, say my name, say their names and all this shit like that. I, I come up with a thing last night, and it, it, um, it was pretty much like this. In 2020, I have lost millions and millions and millions of, love, of, of loved ones or potential loved ones. There's millions of people in this world that have died from the COVID, from gang violence, from sense of violence, police brutality. I mean, death in general. So I have lost a millions and millions of people that I never will get to know or interact with to find out if I do like them or I don't like them. So people have lost, you know, people, um, you know, 20, 30 people over the year, this year, whatever. I've lost millions, and I'm talking about across global. So there's a lot of lives that souls that have been lost, you know, through whatever's going on nowadays. And I want to give a, you know, shout out to all those people, even if they were assholes, if they were criminals, if they were, you know, saints, whatever, anybody mm-hmm. has lost their life in 2020. I, 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 I love y'all, but, um, I'm, I'm glad that you're not part of this bullshit anymore. You know, I, I'm, 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 I'm almost sad that, you know, y'all get to go beyond this because there are a lot of folks that, you know, don't get to see this anymore. And it's like, damn, but I, I feel um, at a loss because I lost millions of people that I don't even get to interact with. I mean, on a good or bad level. But yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah. Hey, Rev. Yeah. While we're on the subject, uh, this is just throwing a curveball out to you to the uh, WWE thing. Um, question for you. What do you think of their little Thunderdome bits? I'm still trying to get on. Well, here's the thing. You might have a free spot. You know why? Why? Because it was called out that someone dressed up as a Klansman on WWE television. Oh, really? For See, the whole I, night. I, yeah, there I, were pictures and everything. I only, I only watch the, um, the bottom ones. I don't look at the ones up top and, and the mezzanine and all that. But uh, I watch the faces and all that. I'm like, I want to get on that shit so bad. And you know what else is hilarious? What? Uh, AEW wrestler Kenny Omega showed up on WWE Raw television through the Thunderdome thing. He was a signee and he showed up. Right. Like I I said, uh, I went went on Twitter. I went on Twitter and found the website. And I'm reading the website. I'm I'm trying to find out, you know, when's the best time to to register. And they and then we give me a direct. They're like, is you know, catch it with you know two hours before the show. And I'm like, well, fuck, you know, damn. So, right. yeah, I really want to get on that shit. I, I really want to get on that and be one of those people on that fucking camera because I'll be holding up PSU got the signs. Right. And also, Brock Yeah, Lesnar's yeah, WWE contract. Yeah, I'll go right along with you. Right. WWE, uh, Brock Lesnar's WWE contract has reportedly expired, and they're saying that he's now a free agent. Roman Reigns is a Paul Heyman guy now. Oh, my fucking damn, dude. I was sitting there the whole time. All lady, she's like, I don't get it. I said, I said, Roman Reigns is sold out. This is going to be fun. Roman Reigns is a Paul Heyman guy now. Oh, my damn. Can you imagine the implications of that scenario going on? His new slogan is, wreck everyone and leave. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is going to be... I think this is going to be a good, a good, a good story pitch. You know, a good storyline. Yeah, I'm still enjoying the right. AEW stuff with the Matt Hardy bit. Right. They've had him go completely nuts. Though they brought him out like regular Matt Hardy. Are they doing the Nero thing again? Well, no, he yeah, he's just regular Matt Hardy. He ain't you know nothing else. And he keeps slipping back into character, back out, and this and that and the other, and not trying to right. Right. And they got the storyline going on where Sammy's uh, Guevara messed up and threw the wrong chair at him and actually caused him to get stitches and everything. Did a real hit, made him bleed, caused him to get real stitches and everything, right? Right. And uh, Matt Hardy went ahead and done the same thing to him later on in the tables match <clears throat> and dropped him on the wrong corner of the table and caused him to bust his head open. So they're doing a real, like, yeah... We're really hitting each other a bit, you know. Right, right. <clears throat> and it's pretty cool to show that. Uh, um, I was gonna say, cool. right. I was gonna say this is a nod to my favorite guy, Big Rick Steve, at Big Rick Travels. Right, um, you harass. Um, I ain't gonna call it harassing. I'm gonna call it, you know, just you stop um, coming out and doing a friendly it's way. Appreciation. Appreciation. Show my appreciation to him. Well, hey, um, real quick before you do that, when you go look for Big Rig Steve's uh, travels through Louisville, yeah, are you doing the subvert thing and looking for the booty as well to take? No, no. that comes natural. <laughs> no, no, but um, yeah, I actually well, I actually when I knew he was coming here, I was going to pass through. I knew the exact time just about when he was going to leave Nashville, Tennessee. So I timed myself 
to get on, you know, the bus to get down there. And I actually went down and I camped out and near the same spot where I camped out before where I knew he was coming at. This time, um, I kind of camped out, not just on the side where I camped out where I saw him come through the come through the first way, but when he's coming going towards Indiana, I happened to camp out over there, kind of like under the bridge. There's a couple of homeless folks sleeping up under there in a needle exchange um, box. There oh, right, man. Um, but I didn't pay no mind to that, so I camped out there for a couple of hours. Then when I knew he was about to come up, my phone was about to die. I I stood in place. And I seen his truck come through, which I will not mention the company he works for. Right. I could get a cease and desist for that. Right. But yeah, when I seen said truck, which happened to be a gray Freightliner um, Cascadia, um, I just happened to wave and I got, I heard a honk. And then, you know, it was a little bit of delay and I heard the honk on live and he said, it's the green man again. I didn't know he was going to be <laughs> out there. That's what he said. Cool. You got your nickname, green man. Green man. Yep. Because of my I, green mask. I still like the Louisville buck, buck booty. Yeah, yeah. Up. Speaking of masks, speaking of masks, <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and speak on this in our state, at least. Our governor kind of is in a little bit of hot water for lying about the COVID deaths down here and the COVID numbers. He's been fudging them, and the CDC, the CDC is kind of mad at him, saying that this whole extended mandatory mask thing that we've been going under. Shouldn't it's have never been. Right. Not necessary. Oh, oh, and that's one thing. You will not see it on mainstream media. You will not no. see it on Facebook. But the CDC has been coming out telling everybody the numbers are going down rapidly. Rapidly. Uh, it went from 44,000 to last time I checked to 33,000. But I'm saying, somebody but, said. But, but you got, here's, here, listen, what I got to say though, the numbers are going down, going down and down and down. The governor of Florida has stated, I will never do a lockdown again because they're starting. People are starting to wake up and realize that we are not in danger anymore. We are not in danger from the COVID anymore. And people are starting to realize, and the medical professionals are coming out saying the same thing. Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, um, we're not in danger. We're just going to keep an eye on it, but we're not in danger, but you won't hear that because they want people to be locked down. They want people to wear masks. They want people. No, it's only the non-medical people that want you to do all these things. The medical people are like, it's cool. You you go back to what you're doing, but you won't hear that because they still want you to be locked down. Right. But still, while people are off work and laid off and this and that and jobs ain't, you know, their jobs ain't open, whatever case may be, I see people talking about it online like, we need help. We need this and that and the other. The government still, if they can ever come to an agreement, does want to send a second stimulus, but they at the same time can't agree upon anything right now. Until so there we is decide, yeah, until we until the left decides we are not going to give money to the cities that failed their citizens, then we can then they can go to agree. But that's the whole thing. They got to get yeah. rid of the idea of trying to get money to the cities that failed their citizens. Yeah, and another thing, you know, when I was in my foot doctor the other day, where I go and where I have diabetic neurop, what's called diabetic neuropathy in my my both my feet. I don't know if you I got. That. I got peripheral neuropathy and plantar fasciitis, so yeah, I but know you, all about it. But you know what doc, diabetic yes, neuropathy is? Yes, I do. Well, see, in this case, like, with the diabetic neuropathy, I can't actually go and cut my own toenails because, you know, because if I bleed and cut right. something wrong with that diabetic neuropathy, I could bleed to death and die, more or less. Right. No, I got you. No, I understand all that. And uh, it don't matter about my fingernails because, you know, I'm not going to be at risk of cutting myself like that. But I'm talking right. about, like, toenails are kind of a little bit hard. 
So right. I go to so I go to a foot specialist, which makes medical shoes and does the toenail cutting and stuff. And I went in there to go get prepped to get cut and everything, you know, for him to cut my toenails and do do a checkup. And we, his nurse told us, said, yeah, I can go ahead and take the mask off here. And the office, I said, huh? And she said, basically, look, I don't tell the old people that because they're afraid and this and that and the other. But I do tell the ones that don't seem to be afraid that right. you can pull your mask off in our office. We're not going to say anything to you. And he was cool with it. He come in there. He's like, how you doing? You know, he still had his mask on because he has to, obviously, working. But, and that's, and that's but he didn't say anything to us. He's like, you know, y'all cool. Y'all cool with it. Right. So. And that's the sad part. Of it. Until mainstream media and social media tells everybody it's okay not to wear a mask, <clears throat> people are going to still wear a mask. Right, Even those right, medical right. professionals that said it's okay to take the mask off. It's okay. It's fine. Even though the medical people said this, they waiting on social media and, and, and mainstream media to tell them that it's okay. And that's wrong. You can't wait on your captors to tell you when to be free. Nope. But um, right. I, I will say this much. With the whole mask thing, I heard this out of my my doc both my doctor's mouth, the one that's like my you know my main doctor that I go see for my other elements, and then my foot doctor. I've heard them both say it. They're ready for this mask thing to get over with. They said that we're sick of the mask. We're sick of having to do telecalls. We're sick of having to do this, sick of having to do that. We just want this thing to go ahead and be done. They're right. they're tired of it. They want it to plateau. Right. Yeah, I got I got mine in the morning. I can do telecall in the morning. Oh wait, wait! I, I was gonna say something. I got a bit. Um, speaking of telecalls, I got this. You know, okay. Let's talk about this. Just on telecalls. You've heard about the robocall, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure you have too, JD. Right? Oh, I know. Trust and, me, I have. And we've and me and JD have been talking about um these whole um. Extended car warranty scams. Yeah, you know. my car, my car warranty is in danger. I gotta go get that fixed. I don't even yeah. own a fucking car. <laughs> yeah, that's right. what I said. Yeah, so what I what I did was I I took JD's advice when when one of them people called right, and they's like, "We're calling you. This is your last chance to um um." Renew your renew your car warranty or extend your car warranty, and then they said press one, you know, to talk to this person or whatever. I pressed one, right? And uh, when I did, I got this foreigner on the phone. She told me her name, and then she which said, one? Her um, real name, by the way. Won't tell and you then, that, and but, then you know. and then and then she um said um. What's the model and what's the model make and year of your vehicle? And I said, Well, they should know that. Stuff. They should know that because they got your information, right? <laughs> yep. Right. And I said, um, I said the model of my car is suck, and then the make is my dick. And she's like, Okay, sir, have a good day. Uh, and hung up. And I'm going fast. <laughs> like, like I, they called me up several times, right? Over the several courses of thing. And uh, I would always press one to talk to them because, you know, hey, they're going to call my phone and waste my time. I'm going to waste theirs, my, my mentality on it. And uh, they called up and said, what's your making model? And I said, hang on a sec, let me get it. I was pretending like I was getting it. And I said, here it is. It's butt and uh, my model is head. Ah. He, he said, all right, click. Then they call back a week later and speaking to me. He says, hi, my name's Mike from such and such. I'm a car warranty specialist. Your car warranty's expired. And I said, your name ain't Mike. 
I said, how's things over in India? He goes, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. He was foreigner. And I said, come on now. Right. I said, this is bull crap. You know it's bull crap. What you yeah. run a scam for? See, the, what the you doing that for? It's funny because the humans don't call me no more. Only I get the, the, the automated voices because the humans don't call me anymore because they, they, they're like, New ain't calling that guy no more. Because my thing was, when I get those <laughs> robocalls with a human on the phone, I go, the body's in the ground. Excuse me? I said, the body's in the ground. They're buried deep. No one will find them. Oh, please, God, stop the voice of my head. I don't want to kill anymore. And they hang up. But they don't, Brother, I, I don't, tell you what. I don't get the humans anymore, so that I was like, I can't do it to the automated because they don't care. <laughs> I tell you what, the robo scams are fun in a way when they call you because you can screw with them all you want, right? <laughs> and uh, I watched this one guy, the robo scam called him up and he put it on YouTube. I'll send y'all the video later. It was just posted today. He hacked the dude's computer. Like, you know, they said, here, let's go fix your computer, blah, blah, blah. Well, he got them to do that and got access to their computer by nice. mistake, mind you. And what he did, he went to Google Maps, pulled up their location with their IP address, and used it, pasted it in the background as a wallpaper. Right. And before he proceeded to close, because the guy kept yelling at him, don't touch the computer, sir, don't touch the computer. And uh, before he proceeded to close that, he deleted all their files and put nice. a key on there and locked them out. Nice. All right. So he calls the guy back, and the guy's like, sir, I told you not to touch the computer, blah, 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 after they had hung up. And he said, I got this button here. What do I do? And he said, well, press it to connect so I can see your computer. Well, he connected to him. And guess what the guy saw? What? The guy saw his location, which was Bangladesh. Nice. He saw his IP address. And he's back there and his buddies is like, oh, we got a hacker, man. We can't talk to this guy. No, more. no, 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 no. Don't call him no more. No, 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 no. Uh... He was freaking out, man. <laughs> and he was locked on his computer on top of that. And the dude was all there laughing his head off, and he called him a bento, which is like a mother in right, like right, in right. India. And uh, guy's like, we can't talk to you. No, he called another guy. The guy answered. He's like, sir, we can't talk to you no more. My boss said I can't talk to you no more. He said, why is that? He said, you know why? You know what you did? I'm just not allowed to talk to you anymore. They don't want no more trouble. We're sorry. And yeah, they hung up and wouldn't answer him no more. I think one of the funniest ones I heard was they had one of those scammers try to call this lady and was convincing her to give information up and all this stuff and everything. And they're like, well, if you don't tell us their information, we're going to, you know, turn your name into local authorities and have you arrested. You know, this and that. Daughter. And she, they were going on about pressing charges, her going to jail. I mean, they're just going on and on. And she's like, okay, well, okay. Oh, here's my address, you know. And she gave me the address where she worked at. And she actually was a dispatcher for the police department. <laughs> So she was hoping uh, they were going to show up. <laughs> but I thought that was hilarious. The whole time you talk to a cop about you be, you're going to get him arrested and you have no idea who the fuck you're talking to. Right. Yeah, it was great. Great. Right, yeah, we got to get up out of here. So like I, said, I got my, my video call in the morning and I got to get this stuff done. But PS Universe, like I said, I get emotional on certain things, but if you want to have a conversation with me, I will treat you with decency and respect, and I will listen to what you got to say. Even if I don't agree with it, I will listen, and we have a conversation. But when I speak, I'm going to say what I got to say. You know, that's just the way it rolls. Ah, but then, other than that, um, we're going to get up out of here. So y'all say goodnight to the folks, unless you got something else. I'm good, I ain't I'm good got nothing else. I'm done. I say what I need to say, so I'm going to say this, you know. Uh, P.S. Universe. Um, it's your boy, Gashes Clay. Um, I wanted to take tickler. a moment and... <laughs> You're funny. 
I just wanted to take a moment and say um, to all those who listen, thank you for listening. And thank um, you for being a fr- wait, what? <laughs> You're funny. But as I was, as I was getting ready to say, um, thank you for listening. And again, um, if anybody that gets offended, you know, about this, you know, you heard the disclaimer at the uh, beginning. And you heard what and, I said. Right. Yeah. Well. So. Again, thank you for listening and taking the time out of your day to listen to us. You know, um, we're about probably the only podcast that'll bring you the real facts out there, unless there's some other ones I don't know about. You know, and here's the whole thing: it's like it's like that's the thing. We're not just talking news; we're talking about current events. I mean, everything going on right now, at least in America. You know, right, right. But yeah, what what Rev said. But I want to take a moment to thank everybody for listening to us and giving us a shot um y'all have a blessed night and we love y'all peace well said we'll see y'all next episode later